0: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup podcast, my name is Joe and I'm very grateful for you listening in today for what is the opening of Season 9 of the Marketing Meetup webinars. And we have a real humdinger for you, we have a a session from Alice Ter Ha all about how to control your imposter syndrome. Now imposter syndrome is a really interesting topic but I think it's one that feeds into a broader theme. Which is for me at the very least, the, the biggest gap in marketing isn't necessarily competence, so often it's confidence. In this session we Alice speaks through a very very relatable feeling, that feeling that you're not enough in one way or another, um, and speaks through about how one can go about managing these things. This isn't just a marketing lesson, this is a lesson that can fit and suit us as human beings as we go through. The journey of our own lives. It was a really excellent, high energy, high en- highly interactive session. So you'll hear Alice reference the, the chat feature and some polls throughout the course of the session. But she was really, really great at sort of speaking through those. So hopefully you won't miss out in this podcast recording. It was also very sweary. So if, if, uh, if uh, right now you're like, yep, yeah, I don't want to do all the swearing, then this definitely isn't the episode for you but uh, i I hope it will be in either case because the content is well well worth it so with all that said i'm i'm now going to get out of the way uh but i just need to say a big thank you to our featured sponsor this week who is redgate software now redgate are on a journey uh which could take them to something that could resemble an ipo which means to say they're a growing growing company and on this mad 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 journey of growth which is fantastic and the nice thing is that you can be part of that journey presently they've got three very senior roles available within their marketing team and they're looking to be hiring an awful lot more as uh, as we go through the years so with that being said uh, now is a really fabulous time to be joining redgate software so do take the time to check out them i can highly recommend them from personal experience having worked in the building Uh, when I was a a young marketing manager working in a small company. With all that said, uh, now's the time to pass over to Alice uh, and our opportunity to tackle imposter syndrome. I hope you enjoy.
1: Hello everybody, thank you so much for the introduction. Joe, it is so fabulous to be here. So I am gonna share my screen with you and then let's get going, shall we? So you've shared some amazing words that you associate with imposter syndrome, fear, fraud, self-doubt, self-esteem, worry, anxiety, all good stuff so thank you so much for participating so much in the chat so far so if you want to get the most out of today can I suggest that you grab yourself a pen and paper so that you can take some notes if you like the look of any of the slides I'd suggest you take a screenshot of them and bonus points for anybody who wants to share the love on social media to help these workshops reach as many people as possible you're already doing a smashing job by putting your inputs into the chat so keep that coming this is going to feel Feel, as Joe said, like a two-way conversation. The more that you give this workshop, the more you're going to get out of it. So please keep those inputs coming. Now, if at any point any of this feels tricky, any of this feels thorny, remember we're talking about a tricky topic, imposter syndrome. Recognize your experience, witness what's being shared with you, and remember that the first step towards making positive change is self-awareness. So well done you for being here to explore this really important topic and to enable you to get the most out of this important investment that you are making in yourself please try to give this workshop your full attention don't double screen turn over your phone so you don't see those whatsapps coming through Silence slack and give yourself the next 55 minutes to really think about this crucial topic that really can transform the way that you think about yourself and the things that you do in life so who am i Well, I'm a mother that dresses her child up as a unicorn. I know I'm one of those people, don't hate me. But I'm also the chief sorcerer. That's a fancy job title for running my own business. It's a training company called Badass Unicorn. And this on the right is my little mascot. I have the absolute pleasure to work with some incredible clients like Gusto, Akado, Bloom and Wild, Bumble, Grays, and Deliveroo. And I spent a 10 year career in marketing. So, marketers, I understand where you're coming from. I had a big pivot due to a career crisis that you're going to hear a lot more about later. And I now get the pleasure of running my own business full time. I run this, these types of workshops multiple times a week for the past two and a half years. And I'm thrilled to let you know that my average feedback score is a whopping nine out of 10. So believe me when I say this is not going to be death by PowerPoint. And I really hope that I'm going to do enough to really knock your socks off today. So what have we got coming up? This is how we do it. Anyway. I'm not going to sing all the way along, don't worry. But we're going to define and explore why you experience imposter syndrome. We're going to look into what your archetype is, what are key manifestations of your imposter coming to life. And then we're going to make friends with that imposter towards the end of today. So what is imposter syndrome? You guys shared some amazing words in the chat. And I think this cartoon on the right really sums up a great definition of imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome, if you research it on Google, is an experience of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. So this isn't us starting at the beginning of our career and feeling unsure about ourselves, because that's normal. This is when, despite the fact that we've got the accolades and the trophies on that shelf, we still feel this sense of not being good enough. That was a word that came through loud and clear in the chat. So this concept was coined by two psychologists called Clance and Eames back in the 70s. And they saw this group of really high achieving, brilliant women who had these feelings of self-doubt, of intellectual fraud, of being found out. And they thought, what on earth is going on? These are highly accomplished people. Why are they feeling like this? And so the term imposter syndrome was born. So, Alice... What are the symptoms of imposter syndrome? I'm gonna share them with you now. And what I'd love you to do in the chat is share with me which of these sounds like something that you experience. As Joe talked about, one of the most important learnings that we're going to get from today is the fact that you are not alone in this experience. So share which one of these sounds like something that you experience. So the first symptom is a sense of chronic self-doubt. This is when you get given a task and you think, no, I can't do that. Or when you're doing a task and you think, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this right. I'm getting something wrong. Do you experience a sense of chronic self-doubt? This is a key symptom of imposter syndrome the next one is a sense of intellectual fraud the fact that oh god i'm going to get found out or i don't deserve to be here or i got that job by luck they must have made a mistake is intellectual fraud a symptom of your imposter coming through another one is difficulty recognizing praise or proof of competence are you one of those people that when someone gives you a compliment you go oh no no not me no 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 or are you one of those people when someone says hey you did an amazing job doing x or y you're like oh my gosh, they must be making that up. They're just being nice. Or, oh no, you know, X and Y did all the work. I didn't do anything to deserve that. Does that sound like you? That is a key symptom of imposter syndrome. The next one, which I am seriously guilty of, is berating your performance. Giving yourself a hard time because you didn't meet your exceedingly high expectations. Do you do that? Anyone empathize with me there? And the last and final one is fear. Fear came through loud and clear in the chat. A fear that you won't meet expectations. These might be the expectations of your team or your manager or your parents, or they might just be the expectations that you put on yourself. So let's have a look in the chat. What have we got coming through here about the types of symptoms that people are saying? Full house, all of these, five out of five, every single one, all of these. All right, gang, lovely. Well, there you go. Now we can recognize what some of the symptoms are. Top tip two, not just that people experience imposter syndrome just like you, but when we see it coming up, we can recognize it. And that's one of the key things towards creating a more constructive inner dialogue. All right, so thank you for sharing in the chat, but hang on a second. That imposter syndrome definition said uh, that we needed evident success. So what happens when our success is questioned? What the fuck? Sorry, I swear, if you don't like swearing, now is probably the time to dial off. What happens when our success is questioned? Despite evident success, Uh uh-oh, because I hate to break it to you, and we all know this, shit is gonna hit the fan. So what happened when I was demoted? I was working at Deliveroo, I was running European marketing, I felt like Billy Big Bollocks with the big job, and then they brought someone in directly above me to lead the team that I'd would be running. i been running for a year. If you think this would hurt, I want you to put an ouch in the chat for me. So what happens then? Not very successful. It gives my imposter lots of things to say, see, told you so, not as good as you thought you were. Ha, ha, ha. And what about when I was made redundant or put at risk of redundancy? Put a yes in the chat if you've ever been through redundancy before. Redundancy doesn't shout successful, does it? Getting lots of yeses in the chat right now, something that so many of us have been part of and it doesn't make us feel fucking successful, does it? No, it makes us feel like they've done something wrong. Does that discount all of these successes that I had before? No. And right now on social media, when I look at Joe's post with thousands of likes and I'm like, why haven't I got thousands of likes and hundreds of thousands of followers? I'm a marketer doesn't make me feel very successful, don't necessarily have the thousands of Instagram followers to prove all of the work and effort that I've put in. So what happens then when evidence success is not there? Does that mean our imposter's valid? No, I just think we need to tweak this definition slightly. So I like to think of imposter syndrome like this. Imposter syndrome is an experience of inadequacy that unfairly warps your self-worth. It means that even when we've got lots of successes, it's that one pitfall, that one mistake that we hang on to, that we then unfairly forget all of those successes and unfairly look at ourselves in the mirror in a different light. So if you like that definition, take a screenshot and share it with those who might it it might help. So I'm going to launch a poll now. I'd love to get a sense of those in the virtual room. How often do you experience imposter syndrome? You should have a poll up on your screen. Do you never experience imposter syndrome? Do you rarely, less than once a month, sometimes monthly experience imposter syndrome regularly? That's kind of weekly experience of imposter syndrome. Or do you experience it like me all the bloody time, i.e. multiple times a day? Thank you so much, we've got such great engagement, 80% of you so far having participated, so great to see you all so involved and engaged. I'm gonna give you five, four, three, two, one, and drum roll please, before I announce the results, what do you think was the most common answer? So I can put you out of your suspense, The most common answer with 50% of you saying that they experience this weekly, nearly 30% of you who are saying that you're experiencing this daily, and 19% of you are saying you experience this monthly. Only 2% of people, that's 8 out of 322 of you, are saying you experience this rarely, and zero, a big fat zero, said that you never experience this phenomenon. Now, why do you think I share a poll like this? Because just as Joe said, one of the most important lessons that we can learn about imposter syndrome is that we're not some freaking weirdo experiencing this and nobody else has it. Your boss has it, your partner has it, your client has it, your line report has it. So when you're sitting in that meeting feeling like you're the only person who's second guessing yourself, who doesn't feel sure about putting your hand up, please remember, you are not alone you are with a very big other group of majority people who also experience this phenomenon. Only 2% of you are saying that you rarely experience this, and 0% of you said never. Now, that might be why you joined a session on imposter syndrome. So this poll might be a little bit skewed, but there's 367 of you on this webinar right now. And of that group, Every single person is saying they are experiencing this. And most of you are experiencing this relatively frequently. Thank you again so much for being so active in the poll. So I'm going to ask you a bit of a weird question now. Would love your answers in the chat. If I asked you, how could your imposter be helping you? How could it be doing you a favor? What could you have to thank it for? What would you say? How could your imposter be helping you? Makes you work harder, makes you work harder, drives you, recognition, motivates you, challenges you, encourages you to work harder, keeps you safe, stops you, pushes you, spurring you on, praises you, keeps you grounded, keeps me in check. Awesome gang, so love all of these inputs, keeps them coming. And I think you've just about nailed the three key points that I'm about to make. So if you put down that it protects you, you are absolutely right. Your imposter makes you check yourself. It stops you from the word vomit that just like fall out of your mouth without being checked, right? And what you might not know is that your imposter is programmed to do this. You are programmed to experience uncertainty and second guessing yourself because we're pack animals. And as pack animals, we don't ever want to be thrown out of the pack. And therefore, we tend to do things that will keep us safe so that we don't risk potential you know, death, because we do something that causes us to be ostracized. So remember, when your imposter is doing something that's stopping you, it's actually first and foremost to protect you to stop you from potentially making a fool of yourself, and therefore being killed. Lots of you came through with this second answer. It pushes you, it motivates you to bring your A game. You also said it challenges you to be more of your best. We've all been in the gym when we've seen someone running that little bit faster than us and we turn up the, 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 the level on ours. So we're just pushing ourselves a little bit harder. It pushes us, it drives us, it motivates us. It makes us want to be our biggest, baddest, the most bestest selves. Now, I'm not sure if that many of you got this one, although I haven't been back in the chat since before. And perhaps we did have a few different echoes of this. But I think those that experience imposter syndrome is a demonstration of how much you care. If you didn't give a shit, if you didn't give a monkeys about what you were doing, you wouldn't care so much that these feelings of imposter syndrome plague you. It demonstrates how seriously you take something, how good a job you want to do. And therefore it's actually a really lovely quality to experience imposter syndrome. Some of you said it's humble, it keeps you grounded. It absolutely does. So actually having this symptom of imposter syndrome just demonstrates I think that you're a good human, which since you're part of the marketing meetup does not surprise me in the least. So let's just give that imposter a physical hug right now. Put your arms around the imposter and say, thank you imposter for keeping me safe. Thank you imposter for pushing me. Thank you imposter for making me care. If you're giving yourself a hug, massive bonus points to you. Thank you for playing along. Thank you, Joe. Lovely hug there. All right, but let's call a spade a spade. Let's not bullshit. Let's not beat around the bush. Imposter syndrome can make our lives tricky, right? So tell me now in the chat, how does your imposter syndrome hold you back? How does your imposter make things difficult for you? What do you negatively associate with imposter syndrome? Sometimes it makes me recoil, stops me taking risks, keep me awake at night, second-guessing myself, procrastination, never feeling good enough, comparisonitis, judgment, self-doubts, stops me going after clients, aiming too low, ugly, crying, undervaluing myself. Guys, you are so brilliant. Thank you so much for your energy and participation. This is freaking awesome. Joe, this is such a rush. Ah. Anyway, you guys have got it spot on. So let's talk about some of those key themes that are coming through. So exactly it holds you back. Put a yes in the chat if you've ever stopped yourself from saying something in in a meeting because your imposter chimed in. Put a yes in the chat for me if you haven't applied for the job because your imposter told you that you weren't good enough. Put a yes for me if you haven't asked for a pay rise or your promotion because your imposter's told you that you shouldn't, right? It holds us back. It stops us from doing what we're capable of. It stops us from backing ourselves. Well, the good news is you're in the right place to stop it from holding you back in 2023. You talked about this, keeping you up at night. It distresses us. That toxic inner monologue is exhausting, yo. Put a yes in the chat if you're fed up to fuck of this negative inner voice playing on loop in your head. Because I certainly am. And last but not least, it undervalues you. Imagine, just imagine. Imagine, really imagine this for me now. Imagine if you could see yourself like somebody that loves you. Imagine if you could see yourself from the perspective of your mum and dad, your best friend, your partner. Wouldn't that be a way nicer place to be? And you've probably heard this before. You wouldn't be friends with this shitty, bitchy inner voice, would you, if they were an actual person? You'd tell them to go fuck themselves. So why do we allow this negative, negative, negative stuff to keep going on in our heads? Well, I'm going to tell you a bit more about why. So where do you think imposter syndrome comes from? Put your answers in the chat for me, please. What causes imposter syndrome? What could we have as attribution factors? (laughs) My mum, my broken brain, my environment, my fear, low self-esteem, stress, childhood trauma, old bosses, parents, exactly spot on guys. So you're really getting this hustle society. So again, This is so brilliant. You're absolutely nailing all of the points on my slide, which, you know, slightly designed this presentation to do, but yay, it's working. So let's talk about where this imposter syndrome comes from. So the first thing I wanna talk about is your physical person, the tangible being that is in front of us right now. So it's widely acknowledged by scientists that 50% of your personality is based on your genes. This is stuff that we can't change, but was based on that nanosecond when that egg met that sperm and you came into existence. So ask yourself, what traits from your mum, your dad, or further back in your family tree may you have inherited that might give you certain predispositions to experiencing imposter syndrome? So again, it's widely agreed that there's about five key personality traits that we're born with. that we're born with when we're born, obviously, right? And this ranges from introversion and extroversion, whether we're more guarded or more open to being laid back, to being more neurotic. So take me, both my parents, pretty neurotic, highly strung people. Therefore, go figure, I'm pretty neurotic and highly strung myself. And isn't it logical to assume that if you're high up on the neuroticism spectrum, you're probably quite likely to experience imposter syndrome, sure. Let's talk about mental health now too. Do you have any mental health conditions in your family? Because my mom's been on antidepressants since I was five and my grandmother was plagued with depression. So is it any surprise that, hello, general anxiety disorder? Uh-uh. This stuff is passed through the genes. So ask yourself now, is there anything based on your family tree that could be contributing to predispositions that may affect your imposter coming to life? All right, next up, we talked about this, your childhood, a boss, we are socialized. So as well as 50% of us being nature, the other 50% is nurture. Oh, we are continuously conditioned throughout our lives. So think about what might have happened as a child, what might have happened as a teenager, what might have happened in your adult life that has conditioned you to think in certain ways that may then be influencing your perceptions about imposter syndrome. For example, for me, I lost all my friends at the age of 15. Everybody turned on me. And so now I constantly feel through many years of therapy, having told me this, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose all my friends again, which is one of my big triggers, which contributes to my imposter syndrome. So did you have parents where unless you got an A star, it wasn't good enough? Did you compete a lot as a child? Perhaps your competitiveness is contributing to your imposter syndrome. Have you had a crappy, shitty, toxic boss who made you feel like shit and you still carry the burden of that with you today? So think about what may have been socialized, what's been conditioned, what foundations have been created within you through what's happened in your life and how might that be affecting your imposter syndrome? Please share any reflections, aha moments, thoughts in the chat. Next, I wanna talk about this old thing here, our brain, the psychological factors. So you might be surprised about what I'm about to show you, which shows that competence and confidence are linked, but in strange ways. Question, how would you assume that confidence and competence are linked? Pretty standard correlation, I'd say most people would think, but it's kind of the opposite. So Dunning and Kruger, two psychologists who discovered this, Really strange relationship with confidence and competence. So, what it showed is as we become more competent, better at something, our confidence level actually decreases. So, when we're actually at the beginning perhaps of our careers or at the beginning of learning to do something, we actually feel fairly confident. Perhaps it's because we don't know what we don't know, or perhaps because the task isn't that taxing. But what happens is as our competence level increases, as we get better at that thing, our confidence level actually drops weird huh and they think this is because we start to realize all of the things that we don't know we start to realize how far we've got towards mastery we start to see other people doing things that we want to emulate with this thing so think about yourself now in your career where do you think you fall on the competence confidence spectrum and what relationship might they have in the working working world that you're in today now what's really bloody interesting about this is you'd think that once you become super competent at something, your confidence level would recover. Uh Uh-uh, not that easy, my friend. There's something that's called the false consensus effect that shows that, unfortunately, our confidence level never really fully recovers from those early heady heights. Because, again, what we tend to do here is we undervalue ourselves, we underplay how good we are at something, and we overvalue how good someone else is at something. So reflect now on where you fall on this confidence, competence spectrum and how these two factors might be interlinking for you. The fourth factor that contributes to imposter syndrome, as you all talked about, was society, the world that we see around us. So particularly for those perhaps from disadvantaged backgrounds or minority ethnic backgrounds or those perhaps with a disability, there might often be an absence of role models of people who look like us, who sound like us, who come from places like us, that makes us believe that we don't belong in those positions or we don't belong in those companies. And somebody else I saw mentioned in the chat, we have these stereotypes of success. We think that Having a successful career means having that big fuck-off job title and the Mercedes-Benz outside and the huge salary. And so if we don't achieve those things, does that mean that we're not successful? Does that allow our imposter to start playing in about, oh, we haven't got that, oh, you haven't got that? Does it mean that we start setting unrealistic expectations or, quite frankly, unwanted expectations about what success looks like, which all leads to giving fodder for our imposter to eat for breakfast? So thinking about those four different imposter attributes, how are those affecting you? Share in the chat for me now. What types of things are influencing your perceptions based on these four factors? Really useful to see what people are thinking here. Uh, Let's have a look in the chat. Making sense to me, amazing. Everything was black and white when I was young. Now it's all gray. There you go. This is making so much sense. Brilliant. Great, everyone. Let's have a look what we've got here. The longer I work in marketing, the less certain I feel about it. Education, finding out my boss is my own age and has been running a company for 10 years. Yeah, ouch. Feel that. So these expectations, these attributions are all playing in to how you experience imposter syndrome. So now we're going to get into your first kind of proper exercise and we're going to explore your imposter archetype. So, Alice, what the hell is an archetype? So an archetype is a common manifestation or common characteristics of a certain kind of avatar. We've got marketers in the room here so you understand the concept of you know your dream customer and you've got group 1 and you've got your people here and you've got your you know ambassadors there kind of like that. So when I talk to you about these four different archetypes what I want you to ask yourself is which two of these resonate for you. Which two of these potentially sound like ways that your imposter comes to life? So drum roll, please. The first archetype is the perfectionists. Have we got any perfectionists in the room? Are you one of those people that has trouble letting go of mistakes? I can see those hands raised, awesome you have trouble letting go of mistakes, you need everything to be just so, you give yourself the hardest time, you can't let go when there was a typo in an email or a misformatted something in a presentation. Do you over-prepare for meetings? If so, this could be your imposter coming through. This is a coping mechanism. If I can just make everything perfect, if I can just dot every I and every T, then nobody's gonna find out that I'm actually a fraud. Do you identify with archetype number two? Any workaholics in the room? Do you feel pressure to work harder or longer than others? Thank you so much for participating, letting us know that this is resonating for you. Do you feel pressure to work harder or longer? Do you do way more than your necessary hours? Do you have trouble setting boundaries? Do you have trouble saying no, even though your to-do list is going over four pages of A4? If this sounds like you, this could be your imposter coming through. This is the idea that if I just get everything done, if I just tick off everything on my to-do list, if nobody can see that I'm not able to struggle every single ball, then no one's going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing and they're not going to think that I'm an idiot. Do you identify with imposter archetype three, the natural genius? Do you struggle when things don't come easily to you? Do you look enviously at others who seem to just have a magic wand to make everything go exactly the way that they want it? Do you find it difficult to admit how long something took you? Or do you feel a bit embarrassed about the path to mastery? This is a big one for me, by the way. If so, you could be in the natural genius archetype. This archetype says, unless I'm absolutely bloody brilliant at everything and it all comes so fucking easily to me, Then it's evidence that I actually don't know what I'm doing. And hello, imposter, go to town. Do you identify with archetype four, the expert? Do you feel like you need to know it all? Do you need to have the answer to every single question? Does the hot seat when you're giving a presentation and getting questions fired at you give you the fear of God? Would you not apply for a job unless you met 150% of the criteria? Do you need positive reinforcement or praise from your bosses? Do you always look to get more training or more accolades because you are looking for proof points that you actually know what you're talking about? If this sounds like you, again, this can be a key manifestation of your imposter. Unless I know everything, unless I have all the answers, unless I'm completely and utterly all over this shit, Someone's going to realise, someone's going to think, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to get found out. So those are the four archetypes, everybody. And what I hope they're going to do is prove useful for you when you start to see these behaviours coming in. So next time you see your perfectionist coming in, next time you are being a workaholic, next time you don't want to apply for every for the job unless you meet every criteria of the job description, recognise that this is your imposter potentially coming to life. And what have we learned? Recognition is step one towards combating it. So what I'd love for you to do now is share in the chat with me, what is your archetype? We've got some coming through here, a perfectionist workaholic, perfectionist expert, all of the above, perfectionist expert, sometimes national genius, perfectionist expert, expert, quadruple, full house, perfect, got lots of perfectionist experts in here. Perfectionist workaholic, amazing, a bit of everything. Great gang, Well, what I really hope is that these archetypes are useful for you in identifying when that pesky imposter raises its ugly head. So guys, we're gonna do a bit of a rebrand now since I've got some beautiful, brilliant marketers in the room. I've come up with a new name for the imposter that serves me, I heard it from a friend. And if this serves you, then here you go. I like to call my imposter syndrome, the shitty committee. So if you like the sound of that, please feel free to start referring to your imposter as the shitty committee. So let's make friends with the shitty committee, shall we? Here is your second exercise. So if you've got a pen and paper, what I'd like you to do is put it horizontally for me. And I want you to draw three lines, two lines, sorry. So you've got three columns like this. And in the far left, I want you to write one. In the middle, I want you to write two. And on the far right, I want you to write three. And if you've just got your computer or a post-it, do what you gotta do to make this work, people. Okay, so what I'm gonna ask you to do in column one, I'm gonna give you 90 seconds, and I want you to either draw for anyone who prefers to draw, you can activate the right side of your brain, which is a brilliant thing to do for learning, or list if you feel more comfortable, situations where your shitty committee rears its head. So I've got some examples for you, but this is by no means a comprehensive list. For example, one of my big triggers is seeing other people achieve goals that I really want. Challenges to plan might be something that completely scuppers you and gets your shitty committee with the volume up. Presenting to senior stakeholders is one that I often hear when I give this webinar as things that your shitty committee goes to town over. A tough piece of feedback Your kids or your family can be a big old trigger for that shitty committee or perhaps doing something difficult. So 90 seconds to write down or draw out the situations in which your imposter comes to life. Now, this is really important because it's going to help you to notice when the imposter is coming to life and where it comes to life. So this is really important work. I'm going to shut up now for a minute and have a sip of water. You're doing so well. Keep going. Just allow whatever's coming through for you right now onto that page. Don't let your imposter get in the way. You've had about half your time now. You're doing so well. Awesome work, gang. So you've got another 20 seconds here. If you feel like you've finished, if you can share in the chat one of the ways in which in which your imposter comes to life, it'd be great to get a read of the virtual room. Putting myself out there in job interviews, meeting with my boss, presenting to picky people, social media, presenting myself getting difficult feedback, criticism, client work, being asked to lead a group, finding new clients, boundaries not being respected, social media, creating content, interviews, friends, being overlooked, public speaking, not applying for jobs, asking for budget, strategy planning, being asked to be an expert, rejection, meetings. Awesome. This is great, gang. Well done. Well done so hopefully you can see that lots of people have lots of different triggers for their imposter syndrome and perhaps there are other people with ones very similar to yours all right so in column 2 the middle column i want you to write down what does the shitty committee say i want you to get into that negative space that you say to yourself during those situations so for example when i see other people achieving goals i say to myself you're not as good as others i also say you should be embarrassed horrible things right what else do i say when my child triggers me and i you know lose my temper or if i'm giving her another ready meal i say god alice you're such a crap mum and if i find something difficult like trying to get likes on linkedin and i don't a post doesn't do as well as i want to i start hammering in on myself you're useless you're crap why would anyone listen to you so start now start writing down next to your triggers. What do you say to yourself? And I know this might feel painful to revisit some of this toxic monologue, but it's really important to recognize the horrible things that we say to ourselves. You're doing so well. So already you're sharing in the chat, I'll never be able to run a company like my dad. You're not good at users. You're a dickhead. You're a failure. No one likes you. They're better than you. You're not good at this. You're not an expert. You're not making a difference. You're nothing. Your mum was right. It will probably fail. Other people are better. You're too young. You clearly don't work hard enough. You're not that good at your career. I haven't achieved much. You're not trying hard enough. What am I wrong? What am I doing wrong? Why didn't you ask for help? What is the point? You're shit. Can you believe Think about all the capable, amazing, incredible humans we've got on this call. Can you believe that we're spending time saying these awful, awful things to ourselves? But remember, we're all saying these things to ourselves. You are not alone. Well done, everybody. You're doing so well. Just another 10 seconds for anybody to finish up with some of the things that they're saying to themselves. Free therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Better than therapy this. Oh, I'll have to tell my therapist that. <laughs> Uh, No, no replacement for therapy, big therapy advocate here, really has helped me. Um, Brilliant, you're doing so well. All right, gang. So step three, I want you to write down in that final right-hand column the most important bit of this exercise. What can you say back? What do you need to pipe in when the shitty committee starts going off on its horrible tirade? So instead of me saying that I'm not as good as others because I haven't got a TED Talk or a billion listeners on my podcast, I say to myself, you're doing your best. And if you're doing your best, what more? Seriously, what more can you ask of yourself than that? Rather than feeling embarrassed because I haven't achieved some of those milestones, reminding myself, you've got so much to be proud of. Rather than saying that I'm a crap mum because you know I'm not the perfect mum, reminding myself about all the amazing things that I do as a mum and telling myself, no, 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 girl, you're a great mum. And rather than saying I'm useless for finding something difficult, that important reminder that failure is part of the process. So hit me up, gang. Uh, For anybody who wants to share in the chat, they can do so now, or you've got 90 seconds to just think about, oh gosh, I put the wrong view on my phone and now I can't see the timings. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, Keep them coming. Keep telling me, what are you going to say back? You do plenty. I did get that promotion. Look at what you've already achieved. You're trying your best. You're good enough. You work bloody hard. You do know what you're doing. Some people got help earlier on. Not all help is available to everybody. This is awesome, gang. You will succeed. The more You're more experienced than anyone else. You've worked hard for this. You can do the things you want. This is my opinion. There's no right or wrong. You've survived 100% of your worst days. You've got this. Yes, Wendy, that was awesome I love it your kids are awesome failure is part of the process you are resilient you do deserve this success you're a working mum holler at the working parents out there I am loved there is no time limit guys you are so awesome I hope you're ingesting all of the amazingness from this chat you guys rock exactly all of this this is the key thing gang when the shitty committee chimes in we just got to talk back to it every time we've got to put it back in our place we've got to tell them the proof points, and stop letting them make all these shitty assumptions, right? Do you know what? I put a post out yesterday about my self-comparison. And do you know what? A couple of people messaged me back saying, Alice, I compare myself to you. Now, A, it didn't feel great that I was triggering someone else, but look at me they are worrying about all of the other people who've got bigger followings than me, or they've, you know, achieved some of the things I want. And there I am, apparently making somebody else think about me in that kind of enviable way. We never know what's going on in other people's lives, gang. You never, never know. Well, bloody done. Love this. So as we start to draw to a close for today and we get ready to open up for q and I want to share a few tips and tricks. But the truth is, you gang are super smart. So please, I want you now to share your tips and tricks with me. Put in the chat what works for you, what's helped you. Be generous in your sharing. Trust me, somebody else is going to read your comment and be like, I'm going to try that. I want to do that. So give generously. Share what is being, what helps you to manage the imposter. Trusting myself, standing up for myself, surrounding myself with the right people, weekly reviews. Talk, talk and talk some more. The chat's too fast. Yeah, that is true. Therapy. Who else is a lover of therapy? Little wins, count. Getting Yes, go to therapy, the five habits, a book there. Community, yes, being part of this amazingly, amazing community of badass people. Little wins, therapy is hard, preach. Positive affirmations, telling a colleague, showing up. Positive self-talk, affirmations, meditation. Brilliant, gang, this is awesome. So have a look through the chat. What are you going to do? What sparked an idea in you that you can try today? Here's a few things that I think you can work on. So you've done some incredible work. Just give yourself a pat on the back for me now for showing up here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with Joe and I doing this incredibly important work. You guys absolutely rock. Hopefully you've learned some amazing tools today where you can recognize the imposter coming through, those symptoms, your archetype, the work that we've just done on your triggers. And when we see the imposter, we can say, hey, bruv, I see you. I hear you, but I'm going to push past you. You think that those people that you admire don't feel imposter syndrome? Well, if they do, perhaps they are, you know, built of a different cloth than the rest of us. But no, they feel fear. But the point is to say, I feel this fear and fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. All right. So recognize it because that's the first step towards dealing with it. The next tip that I offer you is to visualize it. So this was actually inspired, Joe, by Sherilyn from the Marketing Academy. She gave her imposter a name. She called it Maud. And so whenever Maud would chime in, she'd be like, all right, Maud, heard you. Get back in your box, bitch. So I can recommend, make this imposter tangible. One of the things you can do is to draw your imposter. So this is mine. See how much that trauma from losing all my friends at school has influenced the person that we see today? Because my imposter is a bitchy head cheerleader from Mean Girls High School, and her name is Alicia. But the thing was, when I did this exercise, when I drew her, I realized that actually my imposter was just my inner child, my inner teenager who had this horrible thing happen to her. And she was just insecure and a bit desperate and wanted popularity and felt unsafe. And so rather than vilify her, rather than hate her, I realized that what Alicia needed, what I needed was just to tell her that everything was OK, that we're not that person anymore, that everything is OK. And there's more to life than likes on social media. So I'd highly recommend drawing your imposter. And if you've got any ideas for names for your imposter, put them in the chat for me now. Something funny, something silly, something that you're not going to take too seriously. <laughs> Let's have a look at the chat. Have we got any names for our imposter? Would love to hear. Paul, Karen, <laughs> Missy, know it, Gladys, Gertrude, Chardonnay, Negative Nelly, yes, Tarquin Cockfeather. <laughs> I'm gonna call mine Fanny, Debbie Downer, yeah. Tallulah, crapbag, Barbara, moaning myrtle, yes, Michelle. That's such a good one. So the great thing is you can borrow any of these names as you if you like the sound of them so do that exercise if you want to do a bit of follow-up work the next thing is to celebrate our successes I bet you if I ask you to tell me something that you did wrong today you'd be able to do it at the snap of a finger but if I told you to tell me what's something that you did really well today I bet you'd find that more difficult so start creating a habit of recognizing those wins do you know what I'm going to do one right bloody now I've wanted to be one of the panelists for this series for a long time and I've been waiting for my invitation and here I bloody am I'm here I'm here so let's celebrate our wins now I can suggest making a list maybe you get to the end of the week you've got half an hour block in your diary to write down all the things that you did well Why don't you reflect on 2022 and think about all the things that you managed to achieve, all the things you overcame, all the amazing stuff that you made happen in the world. And another small tip you can do is create a smile folder. So the next time your boss sends you an email saying, hey, Sarah, great job on X, pop it into your smile folder. Or when somebody gives you an anecdotal piece of feedback, send yourself an email. And then when you're having a shitty day, you can open up that smile folder. I do this sometimes when I'm feeling unsure about putting a piece of content out and it will make you feel Just give you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And last but not least, strengthen it. One of my top tips for getting the best out of yourselves is to figure out your area of genius. Work out what your strengths are. Now, your strengths are not just something that you're good at, just like a weakness isn't something you're bad at. A strength is something that strengthens you, that energizes you, that motivates you. Figure out when you're happy at work and find ways to lean into that. Find ways to operate in your area of genius. Find ways to build strategy, if you like strategy, into your day-to-day work. You know, oh, I'm going to do the strategy for 2030, blah, blah, whatever you want to do. Or find a new role that better suits where your skills and your strengths are. And secondly, figure out a place that helps you to thrive. Now, I'm going to share with you how you can get access to some of my free content. And one of the exercises on there is called the career checklist. And it's really important for us to understand what is on that career checklist. What do we need to thrive? Because when we're operating in our area of genius, when we're operating somewhere that helps us to thrive with things like a good boss or a supportive team, that gives way less room for the imposter to come to life. So think about which of these might you do as a follow-up? Are you going to draw your imposter? Give it a name. You're going to make that list of your 2022 accomplishments. You're going to create that smile folder. What action can you take? Now we're coming to the end of today's presentation, but just to share, if you like me, if you like my vibe, then this is how you can get a little bit more. So I'd run these types of trainings for corporate businesses. Here's just an example of some of my clients. So if you like this workshop and you think your team might benefit, I run this as one off trainings for off I run recurring uh, workshops of activity on strengths and values and growth mindset and change and all of these amazing topics. Please do email me at alice at badassunicorn.co.uk. I've got a free course that is live right now where you can look at what your you can define your personalized career checklist and you look and look at your 10 year North Star vision. I'm going to pop some links in the chat for you so that you can access that. And in February, I'm running a live five day challenge, half an hour, every lunchtime live with me so that you can get to grips with your personal growth. And lastly, if you want to help a sister out, come and follow me on social. I'm at Badass Unicorn on Instagram and at Alice Taha on LinkedIn. And if you've liked what you've seen today, Joe and I would love you to share the love on social so more people can hear about today's workshop and all of the amazing things that are coming up. I can't believe that there's all these free workshops just on the website. It's freaking awesome. So give a little back by telling another human being about them. So to close now, I'm going to invite you to share your key takeaway, any aha moments, any, oh my gosh, that really resonated with me in the chat. I'd absolutely love to hear them. So please share your key takeaways, any aha moments. Thank you for all your compliments, but uh, keep them coming. 350 people feel the same. Um, What to say back to the imposter. I'm not alone. I'm not a weirdo. Writing what you can say back. Amazing, brilliant amazing session. This has made me feel better. I'm not alone. Great. The three columns exercise minutes. So pleased. Talk back to the shitty community. Yes. And is there anything that you want to do differently? Any action you want to take? Anyone going to draw their imposter? I'm going to pop the links to follow me on in the chat. Maybe you want to complete my free course. Maybe you're going to come and hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn. And with that, huge massive unbelievable thank you you have made today so freaking awesome and uh hugely grateful and i'm available to answer your questions now
0: <laughs> it's just, just, oh my god i wish i had your energy that was insane that's just like amazing 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 alice thank you so much um seriously like bloody incredible so like uh yeah if, if there was any uh imposter syndrome coming into today which i hope there wasn't uh but if there was then then you you deserve to know that you have conquered uh any <laughs> any sense of that yeah. thank you so much I, I think that may well be a record for the chat feature as well so uh, a big big thank you as well to everyone yes watching in as well you know like thank you everyone for 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 making that session so interactive honestly it, it's 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 appreciate it and hopefully every one of you can feel that energy as well um Alice I'm I just going to copy
1: everyone
0: paste those those links you've just shared because uh I think they're to you and I and I want to make sure that everyone sees them oh um, so- there we go so there we go lovely uh we've got time for some questions uh and uh so folks uh, if you head into the Q a feature which is found on the, the task bar down below uh you'll be able to see the Q a feature and if you have questions drop them in there or if you can liking the other questions that are presently in there then give them a thumbs up and uh we'll make sure to ask the ones that sort of head to the top uh so the the number one actually comes from uh the anonymous the mysterious anonymous uh who asks uh whether there's a clear difference between imposter syndrome and anxiety or is that part of anxiety so like appreciate when we're not coming in here with like medical advice or anything like that you know but maybe if you could speak from your own experience or the experiences that you've seen from other folks um in that relationship between imposter syndrome and anxiety
1: yeah definitely this is when i wish my psychotherapist was on the call Uh, (laughs) but i think i think for me my imposter syndrome is a symptom of the anxiety that i feel Mm -hmm. um i definitely think they are connected i think i'd struggle to exactly tear them apart without going onto the internet and being like, this is the definition of anxiety. Um, But I think imposter syndrome is, you don't necessarily have to experience anxiety to experience imposter syndrome. And you might experience anxiety, but imposter syndrome Perhaps I would imagine that you probably do experience some of those feelings if you're an anxiety sufferer. But I think people who don't necessarily identify as having anxiety probably can still empathize with those imposter syndrome symptoms, but don't necessarily have a condition.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think I think that's really fair. I mean, certainly that would be how I'd reflect on, on how we can answer that in in, in the best way possible. It's, it's always hard to say, but um like jonathan in the chat says uh is jonathan's experience is that it's properly linked uh my imposter syndrome drives my anxiety and, and so certainly folks could uh mm. relate to that experience at the very least let's Sounds uh, like uh
1: lots of people can relate if that question was so high up on the absolutely on the, on
0: the <laughs> absolutely um absolutely 100 let's take the next one from michael because it strays a little bit more close to the territory of what we were speaking about today which was uh, how do you control your imposter syndrome on a daily basis uh when it flares up so um, just as a comment, like I really loved how you encouraged, encouraged us to recognize those moments when uh, imposter syndrome is flaring up, because I think that is really important. There's another question further on down, which is sort of like these like quick moments in the day, you know, where like you sort of go, oh, God, I've, I've noticed it. Are there any sort of like quick tips for like going, ah, you know what, this is how I can combat it?
1: I'm so glad you asked that question, because I've started doing something recently. It was inspired by Stephen Bartlett's podcast about habits. And um, basically, I bought myself this little bracelet that you can see here. Not expensive, just a little bit of something as a kind of physical thing. And what I've started saying, because Stephen Bartlett says that it's better to ask yourself a question, is in those moments where I find myself, oh, why didn't my post get as many likes? Why haven't I had as many signups on my course? Why did, you know, insert criticism? Um, I'll say to myself, are you going to recognize your contribution? progress. And what's the other one and blessings. And then I say back to myself, yes, yes, I am. And just that habit, which I'm trying and, you know, I'm, I'm coping with this stuff, just like all of you every single day. I'm hoping that over time, I'm going to start to retrain the neurological pathways because you've probably heard this saying before neurons that fire together wire together and so those that keep being fired over and over again become more entrenched imagine it like the Grand Canyon right and so you just naturally fall into these really unhelpful thought patterns and what I'm trying to do now is as I start to go down the Grand Canyon catch myself and be like Are you going to recognize your blessings, contribution and progress? And by saying yes, I'm starting to retrain more of an attitude of gratitude, recognizing all of those things and start to build a little tributary, which I'm hoping is going to form the new Grand Canyon for me. So, yeah, thank you for that brilliant question and allowing me to share that practical tool that I'm using right this bloody Minute. Well, not this minute because I'm feeling quite good right now. But the <laughs> next time i
0: feel a bit crap. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, it's funny. So um, my, I had a previous boss who used to be into his hypnotherapy, and and like he used to call it anchoring. And and the thing that he used to do for me. So I I don't like flying very much. And so he's. You know, he said that you get an anchor, like if you touch your ear, for, for me, that was the thing that is the, the association. So it wasn't quite a bracelet, which feels a lot more socially acceptable than touching your ear, actually. Um, but like, it was just that reminder, you know, that thought process of like going back and sort of saying, OK, you're in a safe place. Touch your ear. OK, I'm in a safe place, even when you're on a, a flight or whatever it may be. And
1: Yeah, it's exactly that. And I didn't really answer what the bracelet was related. But basically, I kind of quite cringingly where I can kiss the bracelet as a way of kind of like self-acceptance and, and, and recognition. There's something called um, EFT tapping. If you haven't found it, Google it. You can find these scripts where you basically touch on the meridian points. I do this as well at the beginning of the day as part of meditation practice. So I kind of journal, I write down, um, I have this, what I call the treasure chest, which are all the good things that I'm pleased with myself for. And I call it the colostomy bag, the things that belong (laughs) Uh, you know, not uh, not the things I want to hold on to. And I basically then tap against the things that are on the uh, on, on the list of the things I don't want by saying, you know, even though I compared myself to X, I wholly and completely love and accept myself. So Google tapping EFT and uh, you can find yourself some scripts about how to do it. It's really easy.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you very much. That's really appreciated. We've got Mandy in the uh, in the chat saying EFT is amazing. So, so you've got some uh, some proponents there as well. Uh, it's, it's three o'clock and, and you said that we could go over, but I think we'll probably only take one more question if that's okay. Sure. Um, and it, it comes from Laura. It's, it's about halfway down the, the Q&A, but it felt like a good one uh, relating to business. So Laura says, um, how did you manage to start your own business with imposter syndrome? Do you ever feel freaked out? I'm so impressed with Badass Unicorn. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Well, A, my business started really gradually. So it started off as a passion project. I just asked people for a meeting room and presented like, you know, probably what was not a brilliant deck. But slowly but surely it kind of grew. So it wasn't like an overnight success. I went from zero to hero in a matter of minutes. It it was over a couple of years. And um, I think the key tip here is I'm operating in my area of strengths. I know for a lot of people standing in front of the webinar of nearly 400 people would put the fear of God into them. I'm that weirdo, as you can see, that gets loads of energy and adrenaline and loves it. So when you're operating in your area of strengths, this is going to help you to feel more confident. So I think, do I ever feel freaked out? Yeah all the time. Um, I'm always second guessing myself. Oh, should I, should I be this honest in this post? Should I do this? Should I do that? Is that a good use of time? So it's not that my imposter doesn't exist. I think though, that because I'm operating in an area of strength, I do have that inner belief that I am good and competent at what I do. That really does help when the imposter starts chiming in.
0: I relate to that so so hard you idea. it's like so you know to share a quick story just as we come to a close then I reflect like when TMM started I felt like I was on the field playing I I play football so like I was playing football by myself and now it kind of feels like we've got 36,000 friends playing football at the same time um but the funny thing is like if you then ask me to step off that field and try and play rugby it's almost like stepping back to you know square one and that your your story there just resonates so hard because that's exactly how I imagine it and and so playing to that strength is 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 a really wonderful thing so thank you exactly
1: there's a reason that I didn't create an excel business (laughs) if I created an excel business well I definitely wouldn't be being paid for that they'd probably be asking for money from me so yeah definitely (laughs) operating in those strength in that strength zone is is key
0: bang on I love it thank you so much Alice like it's been as Claire says uh in the chat this was so useful being three weeks into being self-employed TMM is such a wonderful community thank you Alice uh quite exactly that uh so so great thank you Alice like the praise is coming through so thank you so much and uh, once again thank you to everyone who's contributed today like hopefully you feel the energy hopefully you know that these sessions are Something a little bit special. And that's because it's a group effort of co creation, collaboration, and, and just doing something which feels right. So, with all that said, uh, you'll get the follow up email after today. It'll uh, have the recording and the podcast in, uh, and also some links uh, which Alice is sharing. Um, we'll also have the link to the next webinar. Um, so that's actually in two weeks uh with Mark Ritson, which is cool. Um we might have a pre-recorded session next week. Uh I'm working on that right now. And so uh, that may work that way. We've never done it before, but I'll be moving house. And so I didn't want to leave you with nothing. Uh so, so that's the idea. Um, with all that said, like honestly, thank you all for such an invigorating positive session. Um, great way to kick off season nine. As Alice says, um, please do share on social media. It makes the world a difference. And please do take a moment to thank our sponsors if you can as well. Uh, That makes a world a difference too. With all that said, uh, I'll see you in two weeks. And uh, have a lovely time, everyone. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, everybody. You guys were so awesome.